The music is provided by Calvary Quartet. You can have more of their music at calvaryquartet.com or log on to our website at gospelbaptistchurch.com. If you have your Bibles, take them and turn that Acts chapter number 3. I want to just share a few things with you tonight. And uh, I'll tell you, as Elizabeth Taylor told her seventh husband, I won't keep you long. All right. In Acts chapter number 3, What I want to share with you tonight, the Lord put this on my heart, and you know what, it's so easy for us as believers, as Christians, uh, to get in, the only way I can say it, and you have to excuse me because uh, I am from, originally from West Virginia, Virginia area, and the grammar's a little bit different, and the words, but you know, sometimes we as Christians, we get in ruts. You know what a rut is? It's a grave with both ends knocked out. That's what it is. And we get in ruts. And uh, you know what? God is really just working on my heart personally. And it's easy uh, to get in ruts as a Christian. And especially those of you, and I know many in here that were pastors, um, when you're in the ministry, it's it's real easy to fall into the performance mode. Amen? It's real easy to fall into that mode. And I was thinking back as I was going through this and studying. uh, I I know that you might look at me and you think, uh, well, that guy's not very old, and uh, and I'm not. But uh, I've been in the ministry for 27 years. God allowed me to come and and be in the ministry for that long. And through that time, you know, it's real easy to just get in that performance mode. And one of the things here, and and we're going to start reading in verse number 1 of Acts chapter number 3, and if I can just share the topic that that I want to give to you is the importance of reporting to headquarters. You say, what is the importance of reporting to headquarters? Because that's the place, that is the source where we get our power so that we can live the Christian life the way that God wants us to. And we don't have to get in performance mode. We can get in God's power mode. And, uh, you know, that's, it's tough. But God has the Holy Spirit. And in Acts chapter number 2, you you can look in that, and I'm not going to go through that, but Acts chapter number 2, we know what the significance of that chapter. That's the first coming of the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus, one thing I'm so thankful, and there's a lot of things I'm thankful about Jesus, is that Jesus gave us a helper. He gave us a helper, and it's the Holy Spirit. And the way that we can report to headquarters is the place where we get the power from the Holy Spirit, the power from God to live the Christian life that he wants us to live. In Acts chapter number 3, and verse number 1, it says, Now Peter and John went up together in the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. That's three o'clock. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid 
daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them and entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple and ask an alms, by the way, the asking alms is charity. He's looking for a handout. He's looking for some help. Now, this man has been lame since birth. And as I studied a little bit, this guy could be approximately, we don't know exactly, but around 40 years. This man has been lame. He cannot move. And I want you to see in this verse number two that it said daily he was laid at the gate. You know what? It's a sad thing that people looked at his physical condition and they brought him to the temple, but that's all they did for him. They didn't give him what he really needed. And don't we live in a society today, boy, hey, let's feed the hungry. Let's feed. And I'm not against feeding people and not helping people. Don't misunderstand me. But we need to do what God wants us to do. And that's to give them the gospel. And as we see, continuing on in verse number three, who's seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asking alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him, and John said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, and all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's greatly wandering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? And why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man to walk? What I want you to see here in this passage of Scripture and the importance of heading to the, or going to reporting to headquarters was that Peter and John had God's power upon them, and they were going to do what God has called them to do, what he told them to do. And as we see this portion of Scripture here, and as we see these things, I want to give you some things that I believe can be a help to us tonight. Before we give you these things, let's, let's have a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to stand behind this sacred pulpit and just Open up the Word of God. Now, Holy Spirit of God, you know my weakness. You know my failures. You know my infirmities. You know what I am. And I need thee. May you help me to say and to do the things that would please you. God, my heart tonight, you know it, is just to encourage, to motivate, to strengthen your people. And God, may you do that. And God, if there's some areas in our lives where we're weak, God, you don't show us weakness because you don't like us. You show us weakness so that we can be stronger and better for you. 
God, I thank you for what you're going to do in each of our hearts. Thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. As we look at this portion of scriptures, of scripture, we see that Peter and John, right here, they had the power. And by the way, I want you to see in verse number 12 there, verse number 12, and I'm kind of work around here a little bit, but verse number 12 is right here, and it's the power to supply. See, the first thing Peter realized, and as he communicated to these people, he said, don't look at me like I'm some great somebody. He said, don't look at me. I want you to look to my Savior. Because it wasn't me who did that. It was him through me. And you know what? Sometimes we look at preachers, we look at missionaries, and don't misunderstand me, I, I, I think they should be held high, I think they should be loved, I think, but you know what, they're no different than you and me. You know, God calls people. God calls people. And we need to have this power, the power to, to supply. You say, Brother Steve, where, where does that power, where do we get it from? Where do we go? Well, I know some of these are very simple and basic, but I don't know, if you're like me, I need to be reminded often. I need to be reminded often. And so here is just a few things that I want to share with you from the Word of God that God's put on my heart. The first thing that we need to go to, and I appreciate this church, and I'm going to just be... <laughs> You, here it is, and I'm sorry, some pri prison lingo comes out, and you have to forgive me. I'm just going to be straight up with you, okay? Just straight up. We need God's word, and I'm so thankful for this church that encourages us and, and says, hey, get in your Bible. Let me tell you something. If we're going to get God's power, we better get in God's word. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. The only thing that's going to clean us up, the only thing that's going to help us, and by the way, we've got to get rid of our sin to get the holiness of God and get his power in our lives. And so we're, this portion of Scripture and what we're seeing here, we need God's power, and so we need it in God's word. I'll never forget, and I appreciate some of the men in prison because you know what? These men helped me. And I had every day, I was a chaplain there in Winchester, Virginia, and every day I would go into the laundry room and I would spend some time with those men. And this is what the man would say. He'd say, what's the word for the day? You know what he was saying? He was saying, Brother Steve, what do you got for me? Let me ask you something. Somebody says, what's the word for the day? Do you have something from God's word? Do you have something that you can give them? I'm going to be honest with you. There was times I didn't have anything. But you know what? I wanted to have something. And you got to get in the Word. And we got to get in the Word and read the Word. Listen to this. An illustration. A man said, he said, when I read the Bible, I feel like a bucket with holes in it. And his friend, his friend said to him, well, at least you have a clean bucket. You know what? Sometimes, I don't know if, if you're like me, and we're all the same. It's hard to retain things. It's hard to remember things. But you know what? Some of the Word of God is better than none. And by the way, we need his word. We need to get in there. If we're going to get his power, we need to get in his word. But not only do we see that we need to get in his word to get that power, and here I want to draw your attention back to the scripture in Acts chapter number 3. Here's a key element. It's a key element that we need. Look with me in verse number 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer. Church, we need prayer. 
God's power of prayer. Someone said, you want to get a hold of God. You want to see God's power in your life. Develop a prayer life. I want to challenge you with some things. I'm going to give you some things right here. Listen to this. Do you desire God's power in your life? Do you desire to have God's power upon your life? You look in this portion of Scripture. What took place? What took place? Here's what took place. Peter and John, because they were reporting to headquarters because they had God's power, they helped a man. Listen, he healed that man not only physically, but Jesus Christ healed him spiritually. Remember what I said a while ago about feeding the hungry and all that? I'm not against that. But let's feed the souls of men and women. Let's give them the gospel. Let's give them something that can help them eternally. Do we desire the power? Develop a prayer list. And I know these things are simple and basic, but we need to develop this, and we need to have specific things that we pray about. A friend of mine does this, and and I thought this was a great idea. He would pray for these people on the way to work and these people on the way home. Do we even pray for people? Do we, as the pastor said this morning, do we even have a prayer list? We need to develop a prayer list. Not only do we need to develop a prayer list, Look with me in Acts chapter number 3 and verse number 4, and this is my, we need to discern needs. Discern needs. In verse number 4 of Acts chapter number 3, and Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John. You know what? So many times in life, we wander and we go about life and we've got our own objectives and motives in our mind. But what God wants us to do, he wants us to fasten our eyes upon him. He wants us to see those who need help. You know what I see? This is what I see. I'm I'm weird. Amen. I know that. That's not a problem with me. But you know what I see with someone with long hair? And I see someone with tattoos all over them. And I see, you know, all these things. You know what I see? Somebody searching for love. Someone's searching. Somebody's looking for something. We need to learn to discern the needs. How do we learn to discern those needs? It's through prayer. Lord, show me who you want me to see. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I'm just going to confess it right now and get it out with, okay? This past week, I had my first experience with sugar sand. I decided that I was going to go and get some sand. And I took my truck, and I went over to the sand. Lo and behold, not being very smart, didn't turn the four-wheel drive on. Then once I got in the sand, I tried to turn on. It wouldn't come on. Got in there, man, got stuck. I mean, just, it was done. It was done. And I was so agitated, I thought to myself, you are so stupid. Bless your heart. You just dumber than a box of rocks. You ever do this? You ever just beat yourself up? Well, lo and behold, what I had to do, thank the Lord for my youngest son. He said, Dad, you're just going to have to call somebody to get you out of here. You've got to get a tow truck. And so that's what I had to do. I had to get a tow truck. And and I said, uh, I asked him this. I said, "Um, do you pull a lot of foolish people like me out of the sand? He said, no, mostly police officers. That made me feel a little better. But my point of saying that and telling you that whole thing was I had the opportunity to give him track. 
You know, yeah, it did cost me some money financially. But what's that compared to that man's soul? You know what? I wouldn't have discerned, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to see that man's need if I didn't have that circumstance in my life. Peter and John, in this scripture, they saw this man, and they saw his need. They saw his helplessness. And they were there to try to help him. Not only do we see that, uh, do we need to desire the power, develop a prayer list, discern the needs, but listen to this, and this one's the toughest. It's discipline the flesh. This is where I say, whoa, Nelly, Bob, because that one's hard. That one's difficult. Discern or, or discipline the flesh. The Bible says the spirit is willing. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Let me tell you something. You know what? Prayer is something like our society doesn't like. It's work. It's work. You ever notice you start praying, the first thing you do is you get sleepy? Yeah. It's tiresome. It's work. We need to learn to discipline that flesh. And by the way, when we begin to learn to discipline that flesh, what that is doing is we're yielding to the Spirit of God. We're walking in the Spirit and not in the flesh. Therefore, we can obtain that power by reporting and looking to him, having this time in prayer. Not only do we need to discipline the flesh, I want you to see also in verse number one, we need to decide on a time. We need to have a time where we talk to the Lord. We need to have a specific time. My wife, since we have came here, 7.30 is her time for her to call her dad every morning. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, you know, I think it's great. It's wonderful. But you know what we schedule for everybody else in our family, but do we schedule God in our time? Is he in our time? Here in verse number one, now Peter and John went up together into the temple. Look, they're coming together in God's place at the hour of prayer, which is the ninth hour. It's three o'clock. They had a specific time. Determine and decide on a time. But not only... Did, Decide on the time, but determine the place. Look where they, they, they were coming. They were coming to the temple. Now, I don't know about you. Everybody, you know, it's so wonderful. God makes us all unique. We're all different. Now, the way I like to pray personally, and by the way, my way is not the best way. I know that. But this is the way God put it. I like to walk. I'll never forget it. We were on deputation, and we were in the great state of West Virginia. And we were in West Virginia, and here I take off. It's a Sunday morning supposed to be in a church, and I get up that morning early, and I go out, and I, I need some time with the Lord. And I go out and walk, and I am talking out loud. I'm praying to God out loud. And lo and behold, I met somebody. And they were looking at me like, this guy is ludicrous. What is he, you know, you, know, you, ever, you ever do that? Don't look at me like that. You all talk to yourself too, all right? But I was talking to the Lord. You know, I got to the point, it's like, I don't really care what the people think. This is my time with God. Do you have a determined place? But not only do we see the determined place, I want you to see in verse number 9 of Acts chapter number 3, we need to deliver God the praise. We need to deliver God the praise. You know what? I believe so many of us, and I'll just say me, we take God's glory and his credit so many times. We take his, what he has done. We need to give it to him. And I want you to, in verse number um, 
9 and also in verse number 13. And the people saw him walking and praising God. In verse 13, it says there, The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son, Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. That's actually not the verse. It's verse number 12. It actually is the verse, all right? But when Peter saw it, he answered unto people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel at this, or why look so earnestly on us? You know what he's saying? Don't look at me. You know what? As a preacher, I, don't, I can't preach with great enticing words of man's wisdom, but I do want to preach in the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. I'd want that. I desire that. Peter here wasn't taking the credit. He could have said, yeah, man, look what I did. But he gave the credit to where credit was due. He learned how to deliver God the praise. Think about this, and I'm going to, as I'm wrapping things together here, prayer is this, and I'm going to give it in a nutshell. CPR. That's what prayer is. You say CPR. It's a time of confession. Let me tell you something. If we don't learn to confess our sin, we're not going to get God's power. The only place we can get that power is reporting to his headquarters, reporting, spending time with God. It's confession of sin. Not only is it confession of sin, it's praise. It's give God praise. Turn with me real quick to Psalm chapter number 100. You know what? God desires praise. He desires it. He wants it. By the way, so do we. Amen? We want that. We want others to speak well and say, but I want you to see something here in Psalm 100. It says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now look at this. Enter into his gates. That's that's his headquarters. That's where he's at. Enter into his gates, the holy of holies. Enter in there. How? With thanksgiving and unto his courts. Look at this. He wants us to come in there. Lord, you're a wonderful Lord. I want to give you thanks for what you... But now he says, hey, come even closer. Give me some praise. Come a little bit closer. Give me some praise. Man, when we come into God's presence, this is what we need. When we come to God in prayer, this is what he wants. So we see confession, we see the praise, and then we have the R, which is our request. It's our needs. It's the things that we need to share with God. So if we're going to have God's power, if we're going to report, then here's what we need to do, these things. Now, I'm going to give you rapid fire, all right? Shotgun message here. God wants to supply power to us, but here's my question to you. Here's the next thing. He's going to give us, when we are reporting the headquarters, when we have God's power, he's going to give us people to serve. He's going to give us people to serve. He's going to give people in our lives. I'll never forget it. I had just, I had trust Christ. I was on staff um, at, at the church. I had the privilege of going to the hospital. Never forget this. I came into there, uh, into the hospital. The lady at the reception office uh, went to our church, and she said, Brother Steve, she said, I got this guy I want you to see. I said, sure. So I went, began to talk to this guy. Never met him, never saw him before. Began to talk to him about the Lord. 
he said, I shouldn't be alive right now. He said, I was thrown through the windshield. He said, I shouldn't be alive right now. Had the opportunity to take the gospel and share with that man how to trust Christ. That day, he trusted Christ as his Savior. I never have seen that man again. I've never seen him again. I try to contact. I try to find him. I don't know where he is. But you know what? God has people in our lives. Do you realize that in the average church, 10% of the people do all the work, do 90% of the work? We need, God wants people to serve. You see in this passage of Scripture of Acts, Peter and John serving because they have the power. They're serving people. They're doing what God wants us to do. Not only do, does God want us to serve the people, but here's the next thing that I want you to see, and I want to give this to you. We need to have perception to see. We need to have perception to see. In verse number 2, the Bible says in Acts 3, And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. The Bible also says, Mine eye hath affected my heart. Let me tell you something. Our eyes have a great influence on us, and our eyes, if we have the perception that God wants, we're going to see what God needs us to do. Listen to this. You know the scripture. The Bible says in John 4.35, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white unto harvest. But you know what? This is what happens to us. When we're not reporting to headquarters, this is what we do. Our eyes are born ourselves. Listen to this. Someone said this, one of the greatest enemies we have is ourselves. Self-consciousness focusing on oneself, self-life, thinking only about me. By the way, you do these things when we don't have his power, when we're not reporting to him, when we don't, are not walking in the spirit. Self-comfort, what's good for me? Self-will, what do I want? What do I desire? Self-pleasing, fulfilling your desires. Our sin of selfishness affects our perception. Have you ever seen something after many times walking by it and never noticed it? Selfishness, the sin of selfishness. If Peter and John would have had this, they would have totally missed this man. They would have totally missed what God wanted them to do. But not only that, and I shared this already, God wants us to give him praise, the praise to the Savior. He wants the praise, give him the praise, give him the credit. In this Scripture, I want to give you this scripture, and I'm closing. I'm closing with this. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, 15, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. You know, there's two things that God tells us, and I'm sure there's more, but there's two things specifically that come to my mind that he tells us to do continually. To pray without ceasing and to praise continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Let me ask you this question. Are you reporting to headquarters? Do you have perception to see? Do you have God's power? Are you giving the praise for what he has done and what he is doing in and through your life? Let's have your heads bowed and eyes closed. Close in a word of prayer and turn the service over to Pastor Latell. Father, thank you for this opportunity. God, may you bless your word. Lord, I pray that you, or Holy Spirit, would do what I cannot do. And Lord, just thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you that you have power for us, that we don't have to live in defeat, 
But Lord, you want us to live in victory. And we can do that by getting your power, by walking in your spirit. We want to give you the glory and the praise for these things in Jesus' name.